If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please reach out. There are support groups out there. You are not in this fight alone. One of the peer support groups that I can think of um, is the brothers and sisters over at Next Rung. They provide peer support to first responders. Please call or text 833-698-7864. Or if you are having suicidal thoughts, again, please reach out and call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Hi, this is John from the Truck Schmucks Podcast. And before we jump right into the episode, I would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. First being Chief Miller. Head over to ChiefMillerApparel.com and check out all the cool swag he's got over there on his website. Also, don't forget to follow him on all the social media pages. Next, Firehouse Cookie Company. They got a lot of tasty treats, everything from alcohol-infused treats to edible cookie dough. For schmuck, head over to firehousecookieco.com, type in truck schmucks to receive 25% off your order. Next, I would like to thank Direct Attack Apparel. Head over to directattackapparel.com, check out all their cool swag from t-shirts to patches. Type in schmucks10 to receive 10% off. Also, I would like to welcome Stash Salt Mustache Wax, which I am super excited for to say this, the official mustache wax of the Truck Schmucks podcast. But Mr. Stash Salt also has products for you ladies. Check out the Salty Jane line from Stash Salt. Type in Truck Schmucks to receive 25% off. I want to talk about Omnia Naturals now. Omnia Naturals is a 100% THC-free CBD oil for firefighters by firefighters. Head over to omnianaturals.com, check them out, and use the code SCHMUCKS on checkout to save yourself 20% off. And if you are looking for a really cool gift for the holidays, because we are coming into the holidays, or just anytime. Head over to storefrontier.com backslash truckschmucks to pick yourself up some truckschmucks gear. We have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, and we also have facial coverings. Head over to storefrontier.com backslash truckschmucks. Hey, Schmucks Nation. Exciting news. 1440 Coffee Roasters is the official coffee of the Truck Schmucks podcast. This great family-owned and operated coffee company is, has decided to join us. It's great. We got some great things down the pipeline coming up. Head over to 1440 Coffee Roasters. Get yourself some great specialty small batch roasted coffee. And don't forget to use that promo code TRUCKSCHMUCKS. Save yourself a little money. Um, welcome, everyone, to the Truck Schmucks podcast. Um, I know it's been a while since we've all been together and uh unfortunately i don't have the rest of the schmucks with me but i do have an awesome guest lined up and uh we've just been uh just kind of give you guys an update we're still around and you know we're just doing our own separate things and 
things have uh, changed a little bit. So we're just taking a little bit break and, but I wanted to try one doing one of these shows solo, but I have lined up an awesome guest and I'm actually going to let him introduce himself. Hi, John. I'm uh, happy to be on today. Um, excited. This is one of the first things, uh, one of these first uh, podcasts I've ever done. And uh, this is why they didn't make me a communications uh, person for the fire service. Uh, my name is uh, Captain Rich Doherty. Um, retired. I took early retirement out of the fire service, was with the fire service for 22 years up in Massachusetts, if you can't tell. Um, I was a firefighter, paramedic, and a rescue diver. And foolishly, I also became a uh, hazmat tech for uh, State Fire Marshal's office. So uh, now I'm down in the uh, sunny, sunny area of Florida, right off the Gulf of Mexico. And like I mentioned, I'm a captain and I'm a pro fishing guide down here. I'm running uh, fish, fish responders charters. That is actually a very unique name. As soon as I came across the Instagram page, I was like, that first responders charting or fish responders? And then I actually looked at the, the logo and I was like, that, that, that's a kick-ass logo. Well, you know, I got I to gotta give a shout out real quick to the person that designed that logo. And that's, uh, that's J.P. So, uh, so, Sokowski. Sokolowski, I can't pronounce his name. Sorry, JP. Uh, JP Sokolowski Art. Uh, he's on the job out in the uh, western part of the state, and he does some killer logos. Yes, he does. I've uh, we we actually follow him on Instagram, and he does do some kick-ass work. Was your family involved in the fire service, or you just like any one of the kids that saw a fire truck going down the street with the lights and sirens is like, I'm going to do that job. You know, something what happened was, is I, I ended up going to UMass Amherst and I was in college and I'm saying, what am I doing? I, you know, I, I really wanted to be in the fire service. So I went and got a hold of some people that I, you know, that were already on the job. I says, okay, what do I need to do? And they were like, well, get on a call department. So I got on a call department and then they were like, what else do I need to do? Oh, become an EMT. So I did that and went through the whole paces that pr pretty much everybody does. And um, right when I was about to get on, they mandated paramedic. Mm -hmm. So I went to paramedic school, applied for, um, applied for a uh, scholarship, got the scholarship, and went to medic, medic school. And um, like everybody else does, take, taking the test constantly, then finally got on. And uh, it was the best thing I ever did. I remember while we were trying to set this up, you said you were on the Cape. That, yeah, I mean, it was on Cape Cod. Yeah, I mean, that had to be different. I mean, it's the Cape. I mean, it's a much like any other coastal community in New England. It's very busy during the summer. And then, you know, shit goes dark during the, the wintertime because there's really nothing to do. You don't get the calls. And towards the end, it started to not decline in the wintertime. Everybody and their brother wanted to be down there. And, um, it was definitely, uh, for lack of a better term, a shit, uh, a logistical shit show in the summertime, trying yep. to get, trying to get engines through and trying to get over those bridges. We had, uh, two bridges that we were responsible for, um, and a railroad bridge. So it was, uh, in the Cape Cod canal. So there was a lot of, a lot of water, uh, to deal with in the summertime. Which kind of tied into the whole, you becoming a rescue diver. Right. Which, yeah kind of that was a weird weird title rescue diver i don't i did a couple of rescues but pretty much when you called me it was basically a recovery operation 
So, um, but no, it was, uh, it was some good times and I've made a lot of great friends and I kind of wanted to incorporate it into the fishing end of it. And, um, that leads me up to this new, new venture that, uh, I'd like to take a second and talk about, um, I've got some awesome companies that have uh, come on board and sponsored this. It's, uh, basically, um, uh, first responder Fridays. And what that's going to entail is, um, you're going to come fishing with me for the day. Um, and some of these sponsors, salt life, um, um, salt life in on the Gulf, um, coast GMC, um, star bright, uh, craft life brewery are all going to kick in some stuff and you're going to get some swag and you get to go fishing for the day. I mean, Our appreciation, you know, cause I know what you guys are <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what it entails and this will kind of get you away from some of the bullshit for a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, there's no bad day fishing, that's for sure. And no. you know, it just, I love ice fishing. But I hate being—I hate being fucking cold. <laughs> Done that, and you know something? It's just every day I launch out into the Gulf of Mexico, and I go. And here's the other thing: I'm in a private mangrove uh, forest area, and you know, I've got the—I'm the only guy with the key to the gate, and we launch, and you don't see hardly anybody, maybe a kayak or two, and it's all to yourself. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's a great deal. <laughs> that is a great gig. Yeah. You uh, can't, and the wildlife is just, you know, fishing is, fishing is a bonus. Yeah. I mean, some of the wildlife that's out in this area is second to none. It's uh, definitely the Florida experience. So gators. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, we've only seen one. Really? Yeah. Well, it's brackish. So the water isn't totally fresh. Um, we've only seen one out there the whole three years I've been constantly fishing it. And yeah, I, ha I haven't really run into any of the gators, but you got your basic your manatees and sharks and all kinds of birds and dolphins. And, you know, I'm just taking it for granted right now. I don't even, I don't even see that stuff anymore. I'm so concentrated on fishing. Yep. No, I'll be that type of guy. I would see a manatee and be like, oh, can I go pet it? <laughs> you know that kind of thing that's actually a law in florida you can't molest manatees so you can't touch them you can't touch them wow yeah not supposed to touch them. my grandmother she was a she lived down in florida for a good majority of my life and she finally came up back north and lived out the rest of her years up here but she loved her manatees yeah they're I, cool they were awesome yeah they're they're sea cow they're you know they're water cows for the most part if uh right now there's in our area so it's kind of neat absolutely so basically how this is going to work is i'm going to need some people to dm me and let me know why they should be picked to go on this trip and um you know i've got guys as far as london london fryer brigade that's actually interested in coming out to do this um, we've got the facilities. We can we can help you with the facilities as far as in on the Gulf. Um, and like I said, I had uh, um, I had a captain who's on Truck Three from uh, Kansas City. So shout out to Kansas City Truck Three, um, and he came fishing with me a few uh, months ago. And uh, I'm only five minutes down the street from one of my sponsors, Craft Life Brewing, 
and you um, bring a patch with you and you throw it on the wall and uh, the owner feeds you beers and, you know, thanks you for what you've done. You know, he appreciates everything you've done. All my sponsors are uh, fantastic. Yeah. I, I, that's still something I'm, I'm, I'm still getting used to when people find out that just walking in the store when I'm on shift and I'm in a uniform and people walk up and be like, thank you. I'm like, I, yeah. I, I don't do anything special. I, I get the, I have the best job in the world. Right. You know, I get to sit around with my buddies. We shoot the shit and maybe do yep. a med, you know, we do a lot of med calls and yep. get to go. We were on the fire truck. We get to you do the whole kids. You know, I took early retirement and, you know, some days, you know, I miss being, on the truck and this is going to give me this is going to be more for me i think because i'm going to get a guy or a girl a brother or a sister on the boat and we're just going to fish all day and just shoot the breeze about stupid things that happened in the fire service and you know just share some stories and like i said i approach salt life um tiffany brown which is the marketing director for them and there was no hesitation. I mean, that's what I'm finding throughout all, all these companies that I've reached out to. Um, Andy Drake from Axe Head Threads. I know a lot of you guys are familiar with Axe Head Threads. They make some of the best, best embroidery, best anything to do with the fire service if you want to represent. And uh, he's actually on his way to a uh, Baltimore Colts game, right? Now. Not a Baltimore, uh, Indianapolis Colts game right now. And without hesitation, I'm in. So he's going to send out some swag for people. Um, Craft Life Brewing, uh, Tim Foley, Starbright, Turner, Turner Berwick, and uh, Coast GMC, Mazda Buick. Uh, Ken Marks is the owner. And they're actually going to get some stuff together right now. So if you DM me at, I've got uh, Fish Responders Charters on Instagram. I'm also, my website is fishresponders.com. And um, I have another Instagram, which is Captain Rich Doherty, which is reserved for my bitching and moaning. <laughs> I do all that on that one. On the fishing one, it's pretty pretty much fishing and business. And yep. I'm not saying we don't talk about fire departments, but um, I pretty much hold that one. And uh, I just, uh, while I'm talking about Andy Drake, I just want to let, uh, he's on his way to the, go see Brady beat, beat his Colts. So there you go, Andy. Have fun at that. Two more extra beers for me. Uh, yeah, always a pretty guy. I go where he goes. He could go to the Detroit Lions, and I'd be a, I'd be a Detroit Lion fan. <laughs> that was the, uh, that was the d- division this past Thursday on Thanksgiving in my house. Um, you know, I was I was rooting for that other that other team, and my brother when they, the Lions lost, he was so pissed. But it's like, what? What? There is no connection to Detroit, dude. It's just a game on Thanksgiving. No, it's um, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. It's uh, Detroit. I don't know what what I do if and and nothing to my Detroit brothers and sisters out there, but uh, you're gonna get a good pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're working their they're working their way to the first round pick, the first pick in the draft next year. That's for sure. But yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be hard. I think we're going to pay the price with uh, their quarterback going over to uh, the Rams. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was I don't, I don't know what that move was all about, but but hey, at the end of the day, we're all you know this is one of the this is the other thing, and we were shooting the breeze about this before we went on, is the fire service is one of the one of the only professions that you can ride somebody to almost tears and then go out and have a beer with them afterwards and it's all good fun and you know you get along great so uh yeah that's a plus i'm only 34 but i you know i've been doing this i've been around the fire service my entire life my dad you know was a was a fire captain for a majority of my life he was you know, 33 plus years in the fire service. My grandfather was 60 plus years. My uncle's a current fire chief for the town that I live in currently. And so I, I just, this is all I've ever known. Right. You know, when I was going through school, everybody always used to ask, what do you, what do you want to do when you grow up? I, want, I was like, I want to be like my grandfather. I want to ride yep. a fire truck. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Orno guys. Orno, Maine. All the, way up, all the way up there near Bangor. Yeah, that's exactly how the guy was talking to me. He was he was telling me he couldn't understand me and I couldn't understand him. It was funny. And then we all, like I said, we all went out and had beers afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It, and, it, and, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, when, so I've been doing, been involved in the fire service actively for seven, almost 17 years, go, you know, counting my, my Explorer time. You know, all the new people that come onto my department, I'm like, you know, busting balls and stuff. And you kind of like see them get a little like skittish and awkward and start backing into a corner. I'm like, listen, you know, if we're busting your balls, that means we like you. There's something in, inside your characteristics that we like and we, we want to bring you in. Right. You know, if we're just standing there just staring at you, you, you might want to think about leaving. That's just that's just how the fire service is. That is. And you got to have some thick skin because, I mean, I just thought of the first day I reported on duty. I got called to the chief's office with uh, my um, my on duty uh, captain. And basically, the chief looked at me and said, for the first year you're on probation, you know what your job is. And I, you know, wasn't going to sit there and sound like I knew what my job was, but I asked him what my job was. And he said, basically, you're responsible for getting coffee for everyone on your shift for a year. And I could today I could still tell you what everybody on my shift wanted for coffee, wanted for a, a donut. I mean, believe it or not, there are some firefighters that eat donuts. And uh, it's you got to have a thick skin. It's changing a little bit. I hung out with some guys down the road here. They call the Sleepless Nights in Pasco County. And uh, they, they're running 28, 28 calls for an average on shift. And that's a 24-hour period. So hence the word Sleepless Nights. And uh, it's, I don't want to say it's totally sensitive now, but it's getting a little bit sensitive. Tiny bit sensitive. It, it's, getting, it's getting PC, which, you know, I, I get, but... At the same time, when we're in the confinements of the four walls of the firehouse, you, you just got to let us be, right. you know, that that's our home. That's our family, guys and gals that we work pretty closely yep. and we just become a family. You know, I mean, everybody has their their cousin, Ed, you know, the <laughs> shitters full kind of person. I hear you. And, and, you know, and that was and that's what I love about my my current fire chief right now. He kind of. 
as a joke, he kind of developed a swear jar, and there's a list of swears that we that we can't say because I mean we oh, get we, but it was a joke. I the first day it was in like an established. I think I dropped like fourteen dollars in the swear jar, and I was, I was gonna, only I was only there for four hours. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd be working for free. Are you kidding me? Up yep. north, that uh, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I, I, there's no way I'd be able to make it through a 24-hour shift without putting at least 50 bucks in there. Yeah, it's, and it was, and it all started as a joke, and it kind of just everybody took it serious, and every time they said something, they just put like a quarter or whatever. But yeah, it's, and it's all done in in, in good taste and fun. I know that that kind of contradicted itself by saying it's done in good taste, but I mean, it's the fire service, and you know. People in the fire service know exactly what we're talking about. You know, my wife still to this day, I'll, for example, I'll be on the phone with Andy Drake from Axehead Dreads and I'll be effing this and effing that and saying some stupid stuff. And she'd just look at me like, what are you taught? What are you doing? I'm like, you, you, you don't understand. So it's like, it's, um, no. Yeah. So you went, you got your, you got your stickers. I did. I did get my stickers. Um, uh, it, I brought it with me to actually no. While I was cooking the Thanksgiving turkey, it was my job this year um, for my family, and I was like, you know what? I got some time. I got I got three to six hours before the bird's done. So I, I grabbed my sticker and I slapped it on my truck. It's it's right up. And actually, while I was leaving shift today, the guy who relieved me, he's like, where'd you get those stickers? So. Uh, and I sent him the link. And he... Well, basically what that prompted me to do is, is you know, there's, it's, it's two things. It just shows my love for the fire service and my patriotism for the country. That's, that's basically behind that design for that sticker. And that's really all it means. You know, you don't have to dig too deep into it. It's, it's, it's basically just love for the fire service and love for your country. And that's basically, you know, I had a logo that I designed myself and it was just kind of, it was kind of needed some sprucing up. Uh, so again, I, I reached out to uh, JP Sokolowski art and um, he, he tweaked a few things and that's what we basically came up with is I've got a bunch of uh, got a bunch of helmet decals and I've got some truck window decals. So basically what happens with these, the sale of these, is going to help me roll fund this taking these guys out and traveling and trying to assist them when they come here and, and so they have a experience a, a great time so anything that i make off of those as far as um the small profit that i do make off of them um is going to get rolled right back into that for uh, taking these guys out so i'm excited about everything that's been happening um and uh we'll we'll see how how it how it rolls yeah um you know last year when actually finally covid kind of settled down enough so we could actually get out and travel you know me and mike the another guy from the show we went down to new york for my birthday it just yeah. kind of landed that way that you know our our schedules kind of matched up a little bit so we could get away and we went down to new york we we met a lot of great folks some of them guests on the show, some of them friends of the show, followers. Yep. And uh, we went to this one firehouse and um, 
there was kind of like a feud between the volunteers because in New York, it's it's Northern New York. It's all volunteers. Right. And so there was like a little, they like abutted uh, a career department. And there was like this little like North versus South kind of Hatfields and the McCoys kind of thing going on. And uh, so they kind of poked fun of it a little, you know, the career guys a little bit and they had a, a sticker and it just resembled the IFF logo, but it was like fighting fires for free. And, uh, and I, they had them everywhere. I'm like, where can we get these stickers? You know, cause it was just, it was just all in good fun. I mean, even I think the feud was a little serious, but, eh. but they finally, you know, once those stickers came out, they kind of the, the battle kind of smoothed out a little bit and then they started working well with each other. But so. you know, something like my whole thing with that is, does, does, there's a place, there's a place for that. And some of these, some of these towns that if they didn't have that support, um, they wouldn't have anything. And so, I mean, I get along, Hey, you're a firefighter. You're a firefighter. I don't, I, you know, I get, I get the, listen, I was vice president of our union for two and a half years. I get that whole, whole thing. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same job and uh, it is what it is. So. Yep. That, that's usually how I, I go about it. You know, great. You get, you get paid, you, you get paid to do a great freaking job. <laughs> Me too. Right. And you put your bunk pants on the same way I do one foot at a time. Right. And you, you know, and that's just how I look at it. And that's kind of like, the reason why we started this whole thing is to kind of bring that, that brother and sisterhood back together, that there is a common thread between us. We do a great job. We go through the shit together. No, you know, I've, um, I've had a lot of, a lot of firefighters in Europe reach out to me. Um, I grew up in England when I was a kid, I was a military kid and my, my mother's side was directly from England. And um, which I still have family over there and uh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire fire, Harrogate, Yorkshire, uh, Yorkshire fire found out that uh, I lived there and I was in the fire service over here and they sent me, sent me a badge and a wallet and made me an honorary Yorkshire firefighter. So that was pretty cool. I still have that badge on the wall, actually, that, that, that was a pretty cool thing that they kind of bestowed on me. But uh, I've got a couple Norway guys that want to come out and do some fly fishing. That's the other thing. Um, I'm pro staff for um, a couple of uh, fly fishing companies. And, um, you know, love to. I've got this segment. It's called Firefly. And whoever fishes with me, a lot of these firefighters have never flied fished before. And I videotape them. I just hand them a fly rod and say, start fishing. And I start I start videotaping these guys throwing a fly rod. It's a riot. It's like uh, it's like that Olympic Olympic ribbon on the end of a stick that they twirl. Yeah. That they put an Olympic like the girls doing that. Yeah. That's what guys. That's what these guys look like throwing a fly rod. It's pretty comical, but it, you know that's the other thing I do down here is I fly fish a lot. Yeah, I mean it. I mean it. Florida, it's just kind of. You know, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy guy. I, I love the outdoors. If there's a way I can get outdoors, I'm doing it. Uh, hunting, yep. fishing, skiing, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately I live where I live. So I just take advantage of it. So I ski, I snowboard for a long time. I was a ski and snowboard instructor and 
and I loved it. I got to ski every day for free. I was for a good majority of 2009, 2010. I was a, I was a ski bum. There I, you go. I had a, you know, I, I didn't have this glorious mustache that I did, but. Uh, I was thinking about that this whole time. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I have old pictures of myself. I had the big old walrus. I had it down. I looked like Tuttle from Orange County Choppers. Yep. And uh, I was in charge of the face mask, the fit tests. So we'd have the old, everybody would get lathered up in Vaseline and somebody would be standing on the back of your head, strapping your, <laughs> strapping your mask on so tight that you'd pass it. And we all got through it and everybody would look at you like, how are you passing that test? <laughs> talent. Yeah, talent. But goes hand in hand. Yeah. It, yeah, and, you know, there was a time where, and it's even gotten to the point now that I've had this mustache for so long on my department that uh, when I show people pictures with me without a mustache, they're like, that's not you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Huge baby face when this month, when the mustache probably, comes off. Probably look like you're 15 years old. Close, close, 13. But I, and then I, that goes with the other thing that I tell people, I'm like, I have the Dick Clark syndrome. I'm going to look like this forever. I know it. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I, Trust as me. Soon as I hit my dad's age, I'm going to be like, ah. I remember when I was young. <laughs> young, you still are. I remember, I, right? I remember I used to hang out from under my mask and I'd come back and it'd be completely burnt, completely gone. <laughs> underneath it it was funny it was like oh you're trimming trimming your bit your mustache i'm like nah it's just got burnt off we just got back from that structure fine and so the stickers is what are they called is it the american patriot firefighters yeah we we i ended up going with the american patriot um american patriot firefighters and um it's you know like i said jp jp tweaked a few things for me um, came up with some cool ideas, 76 on the leather helmet and, uh, the American flag and it's simple, but yeah. it's, you know, it's right there. So we, um, we've been doing pretty good with them. Um, to be honest with you, I've sold, I've, I've sold a ton of them, which is kind of ironic, uh, to a lot of, uh, brothers and sisters in England and <laughs> 76 on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, I got to go back and look at that because I, I didn't notice that, you know, when we were when we were putting our design together at the start, it was just me, Mike and Travis. And we were kind of like the name truck schmucks. I mean, it's kind of in the name. We, we're goofy. We're we right. don't we don't take this seriously. I mean, if anybody that looks up the definition of a schmuck, it's it's kind of obvious in what we do. And um, and we kind of threw in, you know, the 69 because everybody who has the number 69 kind of chuckles a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> right. So it was like, that's the whole, that was the whole, like the whole thing was like a joke to us, but we, we do take it pretty serious. And the reason why we started the show is kind of serious. You know, it kind of gave us an outlet of, of the job. Right. Yeah, because, you know, lately we're trying to, we're trying to break that stigma of it's okay to talk about shit you see on the job. You oh, know, it, it bothers you. No, and I'm a huge advocate for that. And I'm um, actually, I just pitched a little bit of a program. Um, I'd like to get to Ocala uh, Fire Academy. 
And I just want to kind of talk to some of these new recruits, which the IFFF, uh, any organization, forget, you know, forget the IFFF, but any organization, PFFMs, uh, PFFF, uh, even you know, volunteer associations should be talking to their new recruits and, and let them know that, you know, it is all right to talk to somebody because I'll be honest with you. I was one of these guys and now I'm going to date myself um, that when we got through a serious call and you had critical incident uh, people come in to talk to you, um, I was basically one of those guys that thought you were weak. If you had to go talk to somebody, you shouldn't be working here. That was pretty much my attitude. And it bit me in the ass. Um, so yeah, that's, that's huge. That's definitely, I can't stress that enough. And I really, really, I know the IFFF is trying to do some stuff, but, um, I really hope, um, these guys really step up their game and help some of these people. Um, and that, that's kind of the premise of doing what I'm doing is listen, I, right now, with all these sponsors, we're dedicating one Friday a month. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get so much mail to come fishing that I'm going to expand that. Hence selling some of these decals um, to get you guys out of the firehouse, get you out in the mangroves, just relax, go out afterwards and have a beer, you know, just, just hang out, shoot the shit and yep. you know, get some of that release because, you know, I haven't worked on the job for about seven years now, but these, these men and women right now have, you know, with this COVID and everything else is just, um, I can't even imagine uh, some of the stuff that, you know, they have to encounter. Everything has changed. I mean, I went out, I did a ride, I still do ride alongs with guys. And, you know, I remember when COVID first hit these guys, medics, and I was a medic, these medics are in, in full Tyvek suits on air with a Scott pack on going in to do a patient assessment. And I just, it's, it's a total different world. So if I can be a small, tiny little part of getting one, getting these guys just to kind of forget about it for a little bit and have a good time. Um, I'm all in. And, you know, like, like I, I sent you the advertisement that shows some of these sponsors and, um, I can't do it without these guys. These guys are, are going to make it that much more special for the person that comes with me. So, yeah. so I'll get off that soapbox, but yeah. I just, um, it's, it's, it's a part of the fire service that I don't feel is being addressed thoroughly. And, and it's true. I mean, you know, I go upstairs right now. Unfortunately, I'm staying with my parents. I'm going through a rough time in my life. It is what it is. And, but my, my dad, true brother he was i was like hey dad this is what i'm going through he's like come home there's a space for you we got you there you go you know and he was one of those guys you know he didn't go to the sisms it's uh suck it up buttercup kind of thing and that that you know just i think it again it bit him in the ass a little bit um you know after he retired i probably would have called you buttercup and told you to suck it up but i had my (laughs) but yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Times are changing. And, and right. you know, at the beginning of, of our show, you know, there, there is a, a thing out there that if you're dealing with shit, 
Absolutely. Yeah. There's resources out there. And it kind of hit home a little bit when, you know, I found out one of my fire instructors, you know, unfortunately took his own life. And that kind of yeah. hit that hit home. And I said, enough is enough. Yeah. And so I made that just as soon as I heard, I, was, I went up, you know, where I was, you know, at my house, I went upstairs, recorded the thing it was completely off the cuff. I didn't even write it down. Right. And, but I'm just with everything going on with COVID where we're, you know, at the time when COVID first started back in March of 2020, I was working, I was working at a hospital. I was working at a medical clinic. Right. And so going from the medical clinic five days a week, right into the fire station just to help out with manpower and stuff. Cause we were going, we were prepared. We actually, my department got fairly lucky, but we didn't get too many COVID calls. We kind of slowed down a little bit, but as soon as this last couple of things kind of ramped up, we've been busy. Yeah. It's, it's all hands on deck. What can I do? Chief, what can I do? Where do you need me? You know, know, uh, these smaller departments are getting inundated. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Pasco County um, right now, Pasco, Pasco County fire. um, I think they're running something like, and somebody please correct me. I think they're running something like 38, 38 stations. And like I was telling you, I was with the guys from sleepless nights shift and um, they're telling me they're running 28, 28 calls a shift. And they're basically, hence the name, they're not getting any sleep whatsoever. You know, and people out there will be like, hey, you're getting paid for it and blah, blah, blah. But you got to have some downtime. Um, you know, you just can't keep hopping from one, you know, and they're struck. I mean, every does, does everything here. I want these, you know, each station is running three, three Fleetwood boxes, ambulances and three, three engines. And, you know, these guys earn their money down here. I mean, you earn your money everywhere, but. The, you know, the amount of volume and actual calls that you're hands on and teching, taking to the, uh, taking to the hospital. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a weird time for the fire service. I mean, just not to get on this soapbox, but just with mandates and this, that, and the other thing, everywhere's hurting for help. I mean, right now, if you want to get on the, into the fire service right now is the time to do it because right. you you got your EMT you got your paramedic come on in kind right. of thing but so here's the next question when you're going to paramedic school oh god uh, I don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> I've I've actually debated it um I, I keep going back and forth with it um but I don't know I, I want to do it, but I'm like, ah, that's a lot of responsibility, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, well, and, and I mean, no disrespect. I'm a paramedic, so I mean, no disrespect to all the medics out there. But I got approached when I was younger. I was go-getter. I was gung-ho. And somebody come up to me and said, hey, you want to go to paramedic school? We'll pay for you. And I was like, in that mode that I was taking everything that came down. Any school I could get into, I'd do it. And I did it. And I didn't, and everybody kept telling me, you're never going to, you're never going to see an engine again. You're never going to see an engine again. And that's pretty much what happened. And I had the diving back background. So I kind of went that way, but uh, some of these guys down here, you're on that box 24 seven. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, you're not doing a rotation. 
and yeah. that that's got to wear on you. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm afraid of. That's kind of the reason why it's like scaring me away from the medics stuff. But you know, luckily enough, up you know up here they kind of they do some stations do do a rotation. Some departments do do a rotation, so you're not constantly on that thing. But that first year that you're a probie, or the first five years, congratulations, this is your ride. This you is know, it. The, yeah. This is your ride. I'm like, ah. But the more and more I get experience in the back and everybody like sees my, my skills, it's like, you need to go do, do some advancing and stuff. Cause you're really good. You know, when you have a paramedic that goes, comes back from the call and looks at me and goes, you need to get your advanced start there. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. You know, he's, he's trying to start an IV and I just, just due to my background as a phlebotomist, I just uh, I just took the other hand. I'm like, well, if he doesn't have access on that arm here, let me at least give him a starting point. Right. And he's like, you just did that like it was nothing. And well, that, you know, I'm not going to completely bash being a paramedic because to be honest with you, that's how I got started in the proficient proficient world is um, I got invited to attend a um, a BASS sanctioned fishing club on Cape Cod called the Rod Jockeys. And in order to get your pro card, you needed to be, you needed to be sanctioned by one of these clubs. So I called and I went and I'm at the meeting and I'm trying to impress the hell out of people and they weren't having it. And the person that had to approve me getting on, um, unfortunately right in front of me went into cardiac arrest. And oh, I started CPR on him. You know, we got the, we got the truck rolling on him. Um, I was very fortunate and got him back. And uh, within the next 30 days, next thing I know, uh, I'm fishing for uh, Triton Mercury fishing team. <laughs> so he, he got me in and we came close friends thereafter. We're still good friends. Yeah. I mean, those those calls lately, the cardiac arrest calls, they are just coming hot and heavy in my town. Um, yeah. We we did two and we did two back to back, you know, just as many days two, and it's like, oh, you know, I woke up that that third morning, I'm like, my shoulders hurt, man. I can't I can't do a third one, you know. It's that's why you have three people on the rig. Right, some people have three people on the rig. We have. We have two, and that's just the the staff that staffs the ambulance, you know. So he's down here. I, I I'm on. I'm friends with one of the battalion chiefs, and I give him a hard time on Facebook because he's also in charge of uh, ordering and and specking out all the new equipment. And these guys are going. They're all running Fleetwoods, and uh, they're going to an extended cab rescue in their Fleetwoods, and. It looks like it looks just like the fire engine, but it's a but it's an ambulance. Yep, it's a little excessive. And I was joking with him. I said we just usually made the lowest seniority person ride in the jump seat in the back, but these guys are going to these limos, so we'll yeah. see how those go. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that like Florida in itself and the fire service is an entirely different like yeah it is thinking like. You know, Miami Dade, they have their own tow truck, like yeah. their own rotator truck. It's like that. Can we get one of those, Chief? <laughs> no, 
<laughs> those know, guys usually have their Venom One team that are all reptile specialists, and they they respond to poisonous bites and things like that. But they also capture the reptile. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not yeah. a big guy. That's not coming back to the firehouse. Yeah, no. Screw that. Earn their money. Yeah, and yeah, it's just. Uh... Like every like all four corners of this country in the fire service, it's like a different like beast. Like, you know, we were on the on an episode talking to one of an LA County guy who's really good friends of the show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we deal with snow here, bro. And yeah. he's like, Yeah, no, no. As soon as it gets like 30, like 35 degrees, I'm out. I'm like, yeah, don't come here in the don't come here in the wintertime then. <laughs> Well, the L, unfortunately, the L.A. guys, L.A. County's going through some rough times right now. Yes. Um, with their staffing. I hope they get that, uh, hope they get that straightened out. Because, um, again, those, you know, we all earn the money, but those, you know, those guys, those guys really earn their money. Yeah. I mean, it's constant medical calls, structure fires, wildland. I mean, right now, during, right now is a tough time for California because, the San Anas kick up and then you got all your hand crews that are only seasonal and they kick them loose in September when they know the San Anas are coming. Right. So it's like, why do you kick them loose in September when you know this is coming every single year and right. it's not getting better out there. It's getting worse. Right. And no. So hopefully they can get their stuff straightened out and hopefully they could get some support from the people that need to be supporting them. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so I usually catch shit, you know, when I start getting on my wildland high horse, cause I'm a, I'm a huge wildland nerd. I would, I would do 12 of those things and not blink an eye. Yep. My dad thinks I'm fucking nuts, but <laughs> I, I really don't mind it. It's just one of those things. It's, it's like hunting. You strap a backpack on your thing and go out in the woods. Those guys are a special breed of guys and women. Those guys and women, um, especially the dudes that jump out of those planes into it, are, uh, yeah, they, they, they're a special breed of a person. That's, yep. uh, that's a whole nother level. That's, uh, yeah, you need to get one of those guys on your show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we actually had um... – Brandon from uh, the Anchor Point podcast. He was a uh, he was a, a hot shot. We had him on, and that was that was a good time. And we had uh, had booze from uh, Blue Booze and Fire, um, also known as the Ass Movement. Um, we had those two guys kind of back to back, so it was it was really good having some Wildland guys on. And, and yeah. we had we've had some some Cal Fire people on, so yeah. I I got I got my little Wildland fix for a little bit. There you go. So you should like, go out and do a ride along with those guys. You know, I've actually wanted to for a long time. I was like, I just want to do a season. I just want to do one wildland season. Yeah. And that's go all I'm man. Go go anything you want to do, go do it. This is how I this is how I ended up here. I was I was in Sangerville, Maine, uh, hunting, trapping, uh, living the life up there. And one day I remember I came home and said, I just ordered a U-Haul truck. I said to my wife and uh, we're going to Florida. I want to be a pro guide down in Florida. So that's, you know, don't hesitate on doing what you want to do. 
Yep. You only have one life. Yep. You only live once. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Especially now where, where, you know, when you're used to, you know, I know every day when I walk out that door to go to work, I, I know I might not come back. I'm okay with that. Right. You know, but at least, you know, if I go, I go doing what I love. Absolutely. But you, know, uh, you had mentioned booze. I don't know why the, the second you said booze, I thought <laughs> you got to get Chief Mercer on here. Oh, gee, oh. I, wonder, I wonder why we that popped in. <laughs> I'll give him a call, Kevin. Get the yeah. He's for people that don't know Chief Mercer. He's the, he's the fire chief of Jim Beam, and he constantly selling you know s- sending pictures of them them with the uh, deck gun hosing down the roof of Jim Beam because it's getting too hot doing all kinds of stuff he's a he's a he's a good guy yeah i'm trying to get him him and his wife to come out and fish with me so uh yeah that's cool he's got a cool gig yes yes he does i uh i jokingly uh sent sent him a thing one night you know i was like man i, I really want some bourbon and uh i was actually cooking with it and because i love to cook and i i bought some jim beam i was like yeah whatever i'll buy this there you go. And uh, I sent him a, a picture of it. I was like, I think I can get something with like a San Francisco Giants logo on it because it was the Jim Beam bottle, but it had the Red Sox thing on it. And uh, I go through my ebbs and waves with the Red Sox, you know. Yeah. No, I, uh, well, that's how I retired. When I retired, I had a bottle of Firefighters Association. Uh, they had a, a firefighter fundraiser bottle, had a um, silhouette of a, a firefighter wearing a leather helmet on it. Uh, Jim Beam and I bought it and about a year before I retired and the day I retired I took a shopping and wrote the date on it we sat there and drank the whole bottle I still have still have that Jim Beam bottle Jeez. But, you know, he's a good guy I bet he immediately got back to you the second he, he sent the- he really did yeah um, he's a good guy he's a real good guy yeah and uh so Mike went out to FDIC this year kind of did the whole uh, yeah. expo thing and uh, Steph actually did the uh, the hot classes and stuff. So, yeah. so it was actually kind of cool. Um, we unfortunately we haven't had time to actually do like an FDIC recap show right. just because of how things worked out. And uh, so they actually, Mike and Chief Mercer actually passed each other. Actually said hi to each other, but he it, the light bulb didn't click. Unfortunately for Chief Mercer to re- realize that was Mike. Mike there and. You know. uh, and uh, so I started posting pictures of what Mike was sending me. And he's like, yeah. that was Mike, Mike? I was like, yeah. He's like, shit, I feel <laughs> so bad. I'm like, no, nah, don't worry about it. You know, next year we're all going to be out there. So yeah. hopefully. Cross yeah. our fingers. No, I uh, definitely want to get him down here and come out fishing. Yeah. That'll be a cool deal to get him out here. Yeah, that, w- that would actually be really fun to actually just be you know, a mosquito on the boat just to listen to you two chit chat. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that'd be awesome. And definitely, I definitely want you to come down. Um, we'll get together and do some of that. Absolutely. So you could come down here, get you out of that rigmarole for a little bit. <laughs> well, it would be great. It would be greatly appreciated and well, greatly, hey, it's greatly good. needed. I've been uh, there and done that. So I know what you're going through. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. And, nope. uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm just like, uh, just, just let me go away for like a week. 
just shut my phone off. I don't want to talk to anybody. If I'm if I'm fishing or out on the beach, leave me alone. Right. No. Nope. You know, kind of thing. But just lately, it's like it's it's mind over matter at this point. There, or as you know, like my buddy Zuni, he's the uh, LA guy, LA County guy we had on, and he's like, dude, it's the Jedi trials. You just gotta you just gotta get through it. It's that's it. You know. It's, so. No, like I said, it's it's a total totally different world last few couple of years and what I was accustomed to. Um, but I mean, these guys are doing it. They're uh, holding it together. I don't know how sometimes they are, and a lot of these stations now are short staffed and they're still holding it together. But you know, it's a different uh, it's a different breed of person. Yeah. 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 And you got to like tote the line too. again, going back to the, you know, like got to tote the line of anybody could get offended at any time. And it's like, mm, this is the fire no. service, you know? No. And so, you know, I'm, I'm an old, I'm an old school guy in a young man's body when it comes I to the fire service. So, you know, I'd no. be happy. I actually joked with my chief. I was like, chiefs, we're on budget cuts, man. We're in dire financial straits. Do you think we can go back to three-quarter boots and long coats and leather helmets? Mm. He looked at me. He goes, you know. <laughs> I had a kid. I was also an instructor over at the academy part-time up north. And I had a kid, and he shows up before we go to the burn building, and he had no Nomex hood. And... We had one of the instructors I'll, instructors, I'll never forget him, Instructor Moffin Jelly, who's a retired Navy SEAL. And he came over and got on the end of his nose and kept asking him. And this kid was just like, well, I want to be able to feel the heat on my ears. And I re I'll never forget Moffin Jelly. He's like, I should let you just burn them right off. Go get a Nomex hood. And then those guys ran for about four and a half hours that day because of this kid but uh it was all all fun i remember he's got some awesome stories we're gonna make some more with this going out fishing and again dm me on fish responders charters on instagram and uh, let me know you know if you want to go out and we're gonna pick them monthly and i think this is gonna this is gonna it's already ballooning it's yeah. uh it's already catching on. And like I said, we, we talked about it and I, 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 I really don't want to keep mentioning, but these decals right here are going to help fund it. And they're pretty cool. JP Sokolowski art, follow him on Instagram. And um, we're going to raise a little bit of money and get these people out. And like we've talked before, it's kind of therapy, you yep. know, get you out of the firehouse for a little bit. We're definitely going to talk shop you're not going to get away from that. There's no nope. way I'm going to be able to keep my mouth shut. Um, I've actually got my, my helmet is in a UPS truck right now. Um, I had it in storage, my old leather cars. I had it in storage up in uh, Vermont with the books on it. And uh, my dad's shipping it out right now. Carnes is going to make me a fish responder charters leather shield for it. So That'll probably be on the boat when we fish. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was actually going to tell you, I was like, you know what would be really good? Because, you know, le leather absorbs everything. 
And uh, I was like, check out Taylor's tins. That would look real sharp. You're, the whole logo on it on a tin. Um, we yeah. had, it's actually out in my truck. We had, I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. So I went out. I asked Taylor. I was like, hey, how much for this? And Taylor had it to me within seven days. So, Perfect. and it was awesome. And uh, so I... I haven't done it yet, but uh, I'm going to surprise my buddy Zuni with one because um, yeah. he, he saw that. He's like, I kind of want one of those. So, you know, it's yeah. the old it's the old school Boston style. Yeah, that's you know. it was the first day. Actually, I still have my 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 issued helmet that had never been worn. I still have it. It's in a Rubbermaid container. Hey, <laughs> I graduated. My father had a Carnes, Carnes old style old style leather made for me and yep. uh, the, uh 3d eagle on on the top of it and uh that's all i ever wore my whole career and yep. uh you know it's uh so what are you wearing for a helmet currently, currently. um so currently i i i actually wear a uh a phoenix um cal california style helmet so an la county style yep. helmet um on shift um i do you know, I'm on two departments, so my my leather helmet goes to my other department. Yeah. Um, I also wear a 1044 um, that has the that's my burn helmet because um, I'm not ruining a leather helmet and a training burn. Right. Um, that has the truck schmucks logo on it and everything. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> for a second. Repeat what you just said. You're not going to ruin your leather helmet. I, I am not going to ruin my leather helmet in a training burn. <laughs> oh, real, fire, real fires are different. Um, Everyone who wears a leather, DM him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, everything else. I, I leather radio strap. I have leather suspenders coming on my own personal gear. I have leather, leather suspenders. I am... I'm the youngest old school person you will meet. I hold the fire traditions very close. But you uh, won't. But you won't wear your leather helmet in in a, in a practice. I made the mistake <laughs> of wearing my leather helmet in the flashover simulator. Yeah. And I immediately, as soon as I came out, I looked at my leather. I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> well, I've done that. I did that. You just basically you just brush it off. And you just reapply reflective decals because they're no longer on there. Yep. So, but I will say this: I do have a 880 coming from Ragtop, and Eight. so they, I sent it out. They complete. I completely stripped it, sent sent the shell to them, and they put uh, a Carnes leather insert in there, yeah. so it fits just like a leather. So it's the old school 880, and that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be the new helmet. There you go. So actually. And I gotta send a picture. I'm friends with Matt Leatherhead Mafia. Yep. And uh, I gotta send a picture of my helmet over to him when I get it. Yeah. No, I I'm a huge leather forever guy. Um, yeah. That's all I wore my whole career is that one helmet. I actually that helmet had to be repaired to the point where I couldn't. I literally banged out two tours because I didn't have the helmet. Yep. It wouldn't work without it. I I just. I had to have it on my head or I wasn't working. Nope. One of my, uh, as soon as I got my leather, it was a Christmas present from my grandmother. Yeah. And uh, so that helmet is very special to me. And yeah. uh, one of yes. the, 
one of the last fires that me and my grand my grandfather actually came on was a uh, structure fire and uh, you know it was rocking yeah and I, and I wore my leather helmet so if that if my helmet could tell some stories um it's <laughs> taken you know bullets off the right off it because we're in maine and new yeah. hampshire and um and despite what everybody thinks if it doesn't have a barrel the bullet doesn't have any is not deadly so it just pings right off you yeah and uh yep no. so i've i've had bullets ricochet off it and so and it, i just had to send it out last year to get kind of repaired and just so i can keep it but my current department there there are no leather department because something about the NFPA. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> they ruin everything. The NFPA ruin everything. Good night. Yeah, don't get don't get me started on FPA no, no, regulations. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah, don't get me because I remember I showed up one day with the forks on it, and I was told I couldn't have them. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So I ended up having to put a pair of goggles on it to be NFPA approved. Yep, and that's a, slowly but surely those goggles would fall off the helmet. Yep, and then we just went in, went in, and you know, yeah, don't. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yep. No, I. Uh, so when you were mentioning the kid that want, didn't wear a Nomex hood because he wanted to feel the heat on his ears, like people always ask me, why don't you have the double layered protection hood? I'm like, because it doesn't. It doesn't feel comfortable to me. Yeah. You know, I like the old. I got to be honest. When I was in the academy, I was class 139, Mass Fire Academy, and um, you know, I was that gung ho guy. But I had enough common sense that to basically just keep your mouth shut when you're in academy. You don't don't draw our attention to yourself. Just uh, you know, because in our academy, you don't have a name. You have a number. I was yep. I was candidate 60 for uh, good night for the whole time. I think it's the last week where they start to actually look at you when they address you as you're in your, with your name. And uh, so, yeah, I was, uh, there's always one of those guys or girls in your academy class that you end up running all day because of that one person. Yep. And it was this kid. And uh, luckily I was an instructor. I wasn't actually in that, in that class as a cadet, but those kids were running nonstop <laughs> until they had a little sidebar with that guy. And, and when I went through the New Hampshire fire Academy, I went through the recruit school and, but at the same time I was kind of, it was that, it was that, that turbulent time where we were in Afghanistan and Iraq. And I was thinking mm -hmm. about, I was thinking about enlisting. I was thinking about enlisting in the Marines, yep. you know, I mean, nothing's more patriotic than a Marine. Let's, nope. you know, and everybody kept trying to talk me out of it. And then uh, I fucked up my knee. So that kind of that kind of was like, I don't think it's a good idea to go to the Paris Island on a knee injury. No. You know, no. so I kind of backed away from that and focused hardly solely on the fire service. And right. but it was kind of like that that mental thing of exactly that you I was recruit nascent for the longest time. And then when we got through fire one, then the, the instructors call, started calling you by your first name and kind of right. accepting you. So that, you know, and I, I still talk to my instructors to this yep. day. I remember East, one, Easter Sunday, we had a major fire. 
in Alton. I mean, you look it up and it was the, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was the, it was the Easter Sunday fire in Alton Bay. Right. And, uh, you know, we go up, it was pretty much ground zero. It was, there were, you couldn't see a damn thing. There was fire everywhere. And I come out, I mean, at this point, it was just when we walked in and my dad will admit it and uh, just walking in there. And then as soon as we got to the staging point, a bunch of propane tanks blevied. And um, then there was a bunch of maydays. And my yeah. dad said that was the scariest he's ever been on the job because his brother was up there, his son was up there and his nieces were up there. Right. And as soon as I will never forget I got the biggest hug I've ever gotten from my dad that when I came yeah, back no. down to the truck and I was like, what, what, what the fuck? And he's like, right. you have no idea. Right. Well, my, my reality was I was, uh, fortunately I was available to help these guys, but unfortunately I had to help these guys was, um, the Worcester fire when they lost the six and, uh, we all convoyed from the Cape down there and we covered their stations for them so they could have the funerals for those guys. Yep. And, uh, those guys were a special bunch of guys. And I still, I, you know, I, every once in a while, Andy from Axe Head Threads, cause he does all their, their embroidery. I'll see a, a Worcester six hat going out to the guys and it just brings back. I still have the six on my helmet. Um, brings back memories of that whole thing. But, um, the good thing that if, if anything good came of that is that's when uh, Dennis Leary yep. really became hot um, with his Leary Foundation. And, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there is, is I think he was instrumental on all fire stations getting thermal imaging, um, growing their thermal imaging uh, program. His... Um, and a lot of people don't realize this, but one of the six in Worcester, Lucy, was his cousin. Yes. Yep. And, and he, and one of one of the other guys was a was a childhood friend as right. well. So yeah. he's I can't I can't say enough about the Leary Foundation and uh, and what they've done to the fire service. Um, we owe we owe uh, Dennis Leary a lot. Yep. I know he, he doesn't think that, but I know guys and men and women in the, in, in the fire service um, realize that he's been instrumental in helping. Yep. Um, funny enough that we, we got on this topic, you know, kind of going along with first responder Fridays. I was, uh, I was going to edit this at work and uh, drop it on Friday and uh, kind of looking at the date, it falls on December 3rd. Um, so it's funny that we're talking about it. It's this is like the organic process that I was telling you about that we kind of go through. And so that would be kind of that's actually kind of an interesting thing. I, I was like, wait a minute, what's what's Friday? Right. And uh, so it's kind of ironic that one, um, I'm going to drop this episode on Friday on December 3rd and, and I'm working December 3rd. So. So it's it's perfect. Like, what was I, I just want to get on this like little salt blocks for a, a minute. Cause I was just, I was in sixth grade when that all happened, but I, I still remember it. Like it was yesterday waking up and my, you know, my dad was like, Whoa. And like covering their stations. I mean, I've done a, a few um, 
details where we covered another department station so they can honor a member. Um, like, what was that like in 1999? Um, you know, something I remember just like just like 9-11. I mean, I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was on duty. And um, somebody contacted me and said, hey, they just struck multiple alarms in Worcester. Even though we're Cape Cod and we're miles away, um, we started listening to their transmissions. And, you know, we, we listened to their radio transmissions online and listened to the whole thing. And, and you know, it's just, you get that sick feeling in your stomach that one, you want to be there. And two, just standing, you know, in a fire station waiting to do your own calls isn't enough. Yeah. You, you know, you, and it was, you know, pretty much, you know, I remember the chief calling up that night, telling the duty officer to make sure that there better not be people calling in sick because they needed, we needed our own coverage and everybody wanted to go help. Yep. And so we, the Cape Cod, um, Cape Cod group, we uh, organized our own convoy. I think I want to say there was 50 something pieces in that convoy. And we had the state police troopers escort us all the way into Worcester. And, um, you know, this took a couple of weeks for these guys. They had to, you know, make arrangements of six guys. Um, and, you know, and it was just, any, it was all hands on deck which is the way it's supposed to be. Yep. And I remember being, you know, I went hesitantly to be assigned as a medic, but I knew they needed it. So um, I went in as a medic and um, um, I think it was station, station four, I believe I was at, which I think had uh, a guy or two that uh, perished from that engine. And uh, it was surreal. It was, um, I've never seen that much support in one place by thousands, thousands marching. And I mean, it was, then I remember that there's a pub at the very end and, and the name of the pub escapes me, but right up, up the street from headquarters station near the Coliseum there, at the end of the road, there's a pub at a big Irish bar. And I remember everybody in there at class A's uh, drinking Guinness and, you know, everybody helping each other. And I got to meet Mr. Leary and, and, uh, personally thank him. And he, you know, it's, it's what it normally is. It's a brotherhood. It's, it's, you know, it was nothing really out of the ordinary. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't want to say it's expected. It just happens. Yeah. You know, brotherhood. It just, uh, it just, uh, it's there. And a lot of people don't realize that. Um, but that's, that's the number one thing about this, this, this job. Um, yeah, the job's great, but the families that you meet and, you know, I still talk to guys today and I mean, you, you have that sticker on your vehicle. You, you know, I've got, I've got a boat wrap on my boat, which actually has the IFFF logo on it on the side of the boat. And I'm constantly, getting waved to and pulled over by engines and you end up stopping and you never go fishing because you're in the firehouse shooting the breeze all day. Yeah. But 
Uh, Worcester was, um, was an absolute tragedy, but a lot of good things came out of that. Yep. Um, by a service um, because of those six guys sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the one thing like no one ever really realizes that the importance of the RIT team or RIT team or the fast team or wherever in the fucking right. country you call it, there's a group of guys ready to risk their lives to make sure you get out. Right. And that, and it all stemmed from that fire. And um, you know, so you know, and a lot of I I use this term very loosely. Good came from that fire. You know, right. we we learned we learned as as the job from that fire. It's 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 tough. The community comes together, and, and yep. to be honest, we have a county right down the road, Hernando County, and um, they just lost three in a week. Jesus Christ! Um, I think uh, one of them was involved in a car accident. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. One of them was involved in a car accident, and uh, I think two of them was to COVID. Yeah, and, you know, uh, and that's the other tough part is you know with COVID and all. I always warn people. I I'm like, you know, if you're watching a firefighter's funeral with me, there's like multiple parts that get to me, but one really sets in, and I and I I have to like walk away and do my own thing. And that's when the bagpipes play Amazing Grace. Even at my my grandfather's funeral, we had one one lone bagpiper. I want to know his name because I want to I want to talk to him. Yeah. Not on not on this platform, but just man to man. I want to talk to him and thank him for doing that. Right. And but when he as soon as that first note on the bagpipes plays on Amazing Grace, played at my grandfather's funeral, I I went down. I yeah. I cried like a little bit like a little baby and it gets me every freaking time i actually that's what that's my ringtone on my phone i've got bagpipes on my on my ringtone yeah (laughs) and then on my other phone i've got the old squad 51 tones yep so i'm actually surprised that my phone hasn't gone off for a call yet but uh but yeah it's an when uh just due to technology and you know, I am responding and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's an old, it's a Boston house tone, you know, yeah. that goes yep. off. And I'm like, in our, in our firehouse, when it goes off, it's, it's a Chicago house ringtone. Yep. So Some houses in Boston are still running the tape. Yeah. Tones on the reels. It's just amazing how, and that's kind of the other reason why we started this show is because it kind of felt like the brotherhood kind of went away. And the only time the brotherhood gets together is retirements and funerals. Right. That's, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like right. I am forever grateful. I never thought when we started this whole thing that it would be kind of sort of big. Um, and I, I'm a humble guy. I'm like, I'm just the guy who gets to right. come on here and talk to other firefighters about the job and, right. or shoot the shit about other shit. Right. You know? Yeah. No. And, and, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't be here as a captain and a fishing guide, if it wasn't for the fire service. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and I can't tell you once they find out, and I try to do a lot of business with just fire department companies. Some yep. of the companies like, you know, um, fire department meals or, uh, you know, just Leatherhead Mafia and uh, some of the other companies around here. It's, it's, uh, you know, 
Florida performance. Um, there's, it's amazing how many firefighter-owned companies there are. And, you know, I try to do is if I can't do business, like some of the sponsors you see on that ad, if they're not firefighters, they're 100% all in for firefighters. And yep. um, it's, you know, once I, you know, some of these companies, the second, you know, there's a whole marketing aspect of this whole thing. You got to go out and you got to market yourself. And yep. what's the second they find out you were a firefighter or are a firefighter, they're immediately on. It's like the military. It's like military guys. You know, they already figure you're trained, you're responsible, you know what to do. You're, you're going to be on time and you're going to be respectful and you're going to provide them with a good product like they provide you with a good product. So yep. it's a win-win. Yep. And and as soon as we, I, I started, you know, going, you know, asking, you know, Mike and Travis, cause it was just Mike and Travis, me, Mike and Travis, that was it. That, that was the, the starting of it. And then, you know, Steph was a guest uh, and she really meshed with us. And I was like, what do you guys think about bringing her on, you know, kind of being part of the group? They're like, do it, let's go for it. And, sure. you know, and then, but the one company that has been with us from the very start was direct attack apparel everybody go check them out i'm gonna they, check dana and josh they do some really great shit you know i have i'm a i'm a huge horror movie guy so uh, i have i have three of their halloween style shirts it's you know michael myers jason it, Voorhees, and and um freddy krueger um you know i'm like yes i wear those shirts with pride and even on halloween when i worked on halloween the day after my birthday, I, I wore I wore a Haddonfield fire department shirt. Right. By direct by direct attack, my chief goes, "That's not our shirt." I'm like, "Chief, one, it's a fire, it's family owned company. Two, it's a fire or fire owned company. And three, it's Halloween." <laughs> He's like, "All right, good argument. Continue." There you go. Cool. So, but yeah, yeah, it's it, this this kind of platform is has been really great, and I'm not a great public speaker, so this has kind of helped. Neither am I. Yes, but th this episode has has been really great, and I was like really nervous about doing it by myself, but this was this was fucking awesome. All right, brother. All right, brother. You stay safe down there. Perfect. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Hi, right, bud. All right. Take care.